0: Welcome to More to Come, P.W. Comic World's weekly podcast on graphic novel and comics publishing, recorded at various places around the metropolitan New York City area. I'm Calvin Reed, Senior News Editor of Publishers Weekly, Editor of P.W. Comics World, and Editor of the Fanatic P.W.'s Twice a Month Comics and Pop Culture newsletter. Check us out online at publishersweekly.com slash comics.
1: And I'm Heidi McDonald. I'm the editor-in-chief of The Beat at ComicsBeat.com, and you can find us on Twitter at at
2: PWComicsWorld. And I'm Kate Fitzsimmons, I'm the podcast producer, and you can find us online on Tumblr at pwcomicsworld.tumblr.com.
0: And don't forget, you can subscribe to more to come on iTunes, and on Facebook. We're at slash. P.W. Comics World.
1: And also, don't forget to let us know how we're doing. Please leave us a comment, uh, give us a rating, drop us a line, or let us know. Give us some feedback. We love feedback. It makes our day, and we love to hear from our listeners. And you help us. You've made so many improvements to this podcast by letting us know things. So please continue.
0: Hit us up, why don't you? All right. Okay, this week on More to Come, goodbye uh, to a great American. Uh, goodbye uh to the passing of representative John Lewis. Uh Ben Passmore gets a big book deal. The Eisner's 2020, Comic-Con at Home, Comics Gate, <laughs> and IDW changes. Okay. Um look this week we saw the passing of just an American national hero, representative John Lewis. Uh a key member of the civil rights movement of the 19th uh 19th, oh, no, the 1960s um uh, uh the hero uh uh of the uh the Selma march across the Edmund Pettus bridge i mean uh, uh, among the heroes um and the author of uh the march trilogy along with andrew Iden and nate Powell, uh the first uh graphic book to win a national book award um a global bestseller uh and not only the history of his life but the history of the most powerful movement in American history the civil rights movement uh, across the, the the arc of John Lewis's remarkable and heroic career so we ran a uh, a variety of interviews that we we taken over the years um uh principally with uh you know Andrew Iden, his his uh his co-creator and with Nate Powell, uh, and, uh, I was lucky enough to meet him several times. And, um, I, I could, can't tell you how much I, 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 treasure the notion that I got to meet this guy. Yeah. Um, uh,
1: you know, yeah. we're so lucky. I mean, he's just a great American, period. Um, and, uh, you know, his body was carried, went on a last march, went over the Edmund Pettus Bridge for one last time. That was yes. so moving. So moving. Uh, lay in state. Uh, and you know, we in comics got to have him. For a little while, you know, he got to be part of our world too, and uh, by all accounts, he seemed to be having a blast. Um, You know, he, he went to Comic Con several times. Uh, we'll be talking about this year's Comic Con in a little bit, but but you know, he made an indelible impression on Comic Con with his um, with his march. You know, and, oh, he, his uh, he recreation as himself, yes, yeah, <laughs> and um, you know, amazing. I, I, I know you talked to Nate Powell. We, I'm lucky enough that on another podcast that I do, Comic Beat Insider. Which is a, um YouTube live zoom. It's, I don't know, whatever. We're in quarantine. We do what we can. Anyway, uh, <laughs> we were so lucky to have Nate Powell as our guest last week. Uh, you know, still, yeah, warning the, the loss of his friend, but so I was so gracious of him to come on. Um, but you know, talking about those moments yeah. that he had with him and just, you know, how J- uh, Representative Lewis changed his life, but you know, he helped
2: change all of our lives.
0: Absolutely. Uh, and, uh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, Kate, did you, did you-
2: I was just, Agreeing, mm-hmm. I'm. You know, I'm. I'm sort of honored that we had any part in publicizing that book and the, and anything we did to help the phenomenon that it became. Um, I'm glad we had any part in it.
0: What I'd love I- to just add is that he saw himself as part. I mean, he was delighted to be a part of the comics community. He showed it. I will. I was in 2016 when 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 that book when March uh, was it March book two? I can't remember which one. One the Eisner. <clears throat> He ran to the stage. It it makes me choke up and want to cry right now. He ran to the stage. The enthusiasm, the embrace of this community and the medium was complete and total. He loved being at Comic-Con. And, of course, the recreation of the march across the – as with him cosplaying as himself, I will never forget it. I did not see it. I did not see it myself personally. But Mm -hmm. I saw him in the coat. With his back bat at the table. <laughs> I got to that, I see that. We have pictures yeah. of it.
1: That's uh, truly really one of the greatest moments ever at Comic-Con. Absolutely. absolutely. Without question. And um, just uh, to reiterate uh, really uh, what Congressman Lewis bought to comics uh, was that the March trilogy really put him in front of a whole new audience. And that's why he did it. That's why he told his story in a comics format. And really showed, once again, the power of comics to reach all kinds of people. You know, young readers, um, young adult readers, yes. adult readers, and, you know, a, a, a just a stunning achievement. I mean, it's not just a... You know, didactic comic where oh, and then on this day I did this. It's a beautifully sto- told story. With Nate Powell's artwork is incredible, absolutely, He's, and, and the writing is amazing. It's just, it's, 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 it's well deserving. It's yeah. just a, it's a classic. It's a classic.
0: It really is. It's one of the one of the canonical works uh, in the yeah, comics medium. Absolutely, for now on.
1: So, to <laughs> speak right. about that, uh, just to kind of continue on the good trouble.
0: Uh, yes, that's a uh, to have that here. Yes.
1: Was talked about all the time. Like you need to get into trouble, but good trouble. So I think Ben Passmore is getting into some good trouble. Very good trouble for him, actually. So uh, <laughs> we we got to announce that uh, he now Ben Passmore is a as a black cartoonist, probably best known for his book uh, Your Black Friend. It's actually mm. a short comic. It was published initially by Shortbox, but subsequently by Silver Sprockets, a bestseller. It's really, if you want to get started on what white privilege is, uh, this is a great book to read. And, um, so that your black friends don't have to explain it to you all the time and exhausting them. So just read the book. Also, Bottom Feeders, uh, and uh, Sports as Hell is the most recent book, but he has a new book. And, you know, we talk sometimes about, um You know, like the race is on with graphic novels. Well, I'm told that this book had a 10 publisher auction and sold for what they call a a very nice deal in book speak, which is six figures. Uh, Anyway, yeah, yeah, it's (laughs) called, it's called Black Arms to Hold You Up. And it is a graphic history of six black revolutionaries and their armed resistance against racism and the police state. Um. So I can't think of anyone better than Ben Passmore to tell this story.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and we've got an you know actually we've got an interview with Ben uh, uh, that I got with him at at TCAF. I can't remember what episode it is, but you know if you go to the the more to come archives and just do a search for for Ben Passmore at, at TCAF, uh, we we talked a, a little bit about your black friend uh, and about pop culture. Uh, and political action and political resistance and um, uh, he's always illuminating uh, to talk to he's a serious guy who's incredibly funny at the same time uh, and uh, I couldn't be more excited to, to, to for him to get this deal and I can't wait to read the book
1: oh, no. and, uh, I know and I think I mentioned in my write-up that uh, you know he's really really good at, at taking very complicated and uh, emotion fraught uh, subjects and really illustrating them um, very clearly and, and succinctly and, you know, educating, educating, I think.
0: Yeah. He draws like a dream. So, yeah, yeah. more so, to co- come.
1: Co- co- more co- to Calvin, come. let me ask you one question. What do you think it means, though, when this, uh, you know, graphic novels are getting this kind of, you know, I mean, 10 publishers. That's that's good. That's, I mean,
0: that's pretty huge. I um, went to
1: Pantheon. I don't think I mentioned that. I went to Pantheon.
0: That's the other. I mean, that's another thing. This is, oh, well, this is very interesting. In, uh, in combination with the fact that Pantheon has a new, uh, uh publishing director, okay. Lisa Lucas, who will not, who's not taking over until the first of 2021. But I cannot imagine a better book to kick off her, uh, new role, her new gig running Pantheon and Shocking. Yeah. uh, than to, now I don't know what role she had in this or anything. I'm sure she knows what's going on uh but she's not really on deck just yet, but I think this is an excellent way to kick off her uh her new role running uh really two uh of new york trade publishing's uh, most uh kind of iconic uh book imprints
1: yeah
0: um so, yeah I mean so this, this is the imprint that published a mouse you know yes. It, it, uh, in some ways yeah. let you know, opened us up to the world that we're living in. And a uh, little, I town. think,
1: didn't they, uh, yeah, and they did mouse. So, yeah. They
0: did mouse. And they, they, they've done many more uh, yeah. since then. Yeah, yeah. Yes, so, many others.
1: But but anyway, yeah. yeah, but it's just great. I mean, it's we've seen, exciting. it's very exciting. And especially at this time, I mean, you know, there's a, a Calvin, I'm sure you know, there's a, I don't need to tell you that there is a lot of lip service played right now to uh, diversifying publishing, and the, the, as I always say, the way to be inclusive is to include people. Yes, so, yes, it's a yes, nice, yes. nice first step here. So, more. To well, come. this is
0: where we're 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 at this point where we're we're going to find out what's lip service and what's real. Uh, so, more to come.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there may be growing pains, but you know, you can at least see effort when you see it. Yeah, no, totally. Right.
1: Well, speaking of, uh, you know, Ben Passmore, he was an Ignatz winner and an Eisner mm-hmm. nominee for your yeah. black friend. That's and right. Guess what? They gave out the Eisners uh, the, this week be. at um at uh, at the Comic Con at home, which we'll be talking about more in depth in a little bit. Uh but um, yeah, it was a little bit of a rocky year for the Eisners.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's a rocky year for the Ro- Eisner's be because it's a rocky year for Comic Con.
1: <laughs> yeah, but, uh, well, but the Eisner's had the voting glitch. Well, know, that's your thing, areas, Matt. You're yeah. absolutely
0: right. Do you, you want to talk about that a little bit? Because sure, that was the yeah. whole I issue, mean,
1: yet. there's a, there, apparently, the you know, the website that the Eisner votes are hosted on appears to be pretty old. It might not have had some security upgrades that it needed. And, uh, it turned out that when people logged in, they could see other people's information. I've actually seen this happen on com- on, on websites. It's actually pretty common. Um, but it also is, uh, you know, a security breach. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So they had to shut it down and, um, and they restarted voting, but they never really addressed what happened or how many people voted. And I like, I started to vote, but I never finished. I never got a note to re-vote. And, you know, I never voted. So I, uh, whose votes are counted? And so this led, like, yeah, talk about how awesome the, uh, the winners were, but a couple of winners, Notably, uh, Women Write About Comics was one for Best Journalism, and yes. I, I couldn't be more excited. I, I, I yes. love that site. I've supported that site. The whole industry needs to support that site. And, um, so, uh, it was, uh, you know, has two editors, uh, kind of leading editors. I don't, I'm not sure what titles they have, but Wendy Brown and Nola Fow. And, uh, Wendy did accept it, although with a long, very caveat. Yes,
0: there were some, uh, yeah, there were some yeah. but caveats. No, uh,
1: Nola did not accept the win. She uh, said that uh, if they were to win this award, that it, you know, she wanted it to be under, uh, not under a cloud. And, uh, you know, sure. you got to respect both, both. Um, viewpoints there on that, and also women write about comics. But I will say, I you can, guys can talk more about the other winners, but there's one that I want to single out, because sure. I've said it on this uh, this podcast many, many times, like the best writer in comics is Mariko Tamaki, and she won okay. Best Writer. So, yeah. Excellent.
0: Yeah, she did. Um, anyway, how many is she? She won two, or was it three, Eisners?
1: Well, I think – uh uh lord dean keeps breaking up with me one yes mm-hmm. uh and then Va- rosemary valero o'connell won a couple and so there was yes. there was plenty of of uh there was plenty of a, a program for mariko to go around uh won best publication for teens for that yes. uh where yes. she was a double nominee because harley quinn breaking glass was right awesome. and then she won for best writer and, uh, yeah, and then Rosemary won for – it's hard to find. It's almost like the Emmys. Uh, here. She <laughs> well, won for
2: Best Penciler Inker. Oh, so that's right. That's right, great. and then Raina Telgenmeyer won for Best Writer Dash Artist as mm. well as Best um, Book for Kids. Yeah. yeah.
0: And, of course, Best Graphic Novel New, usually the last uh, uh, award of the evening, uh, went to Tilly Walden, uh, who's just had a remarkable – Short and, uh, substantive career. Are yeah. you listening from first, second?
1: Right. You know Which what? I have
0: not read, and I intend to.
1: Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, you know what, though? I'm a little surprised by, uh, I was a little surprised that, um, that the reprint was LaGuardia. H- have you read that?
0: I did, and, uh, yeah.
1: Okay. So you're not surprised by it. Uh, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm not surprised since I that. ever read it that it's not good. I'm just saying it's a little bit of a dark horse, I think. It's a, it's yeah, a, I haven't it's really a dark horse. It's it. got
0: an author with a tremendous repu- uh, reputation. It is, it's very timely, uh, in the, uh, it, it does the, what's, what science fiction is so good at. Uh, it, it projects a future that's very much about today. Uh, it has beautiful artwork in many ways, and uh, it it also has a really unusual narrative, in the sense that it is actually based in an African country, uh, uh, and it's uh, and it ain't Wakanda. It's it's Lagos, and right. um, uh, and it's Lagos as a modern, um, technologically uh, enhanced state, and uh, with a much more uh, uh, enlightened immigration policy. Uh, than the us uh it's a bit of a dark horse but I really did love the book mm-hmm. we ran an excerpt uh, of it in in the fanatic um but i i I, I do think that um um the the, uh, the authors uh, uh let me make sure because I don't want to mispronounce her name uh, uh, Nnedi yes. yes yeah
1: in town of four uh, yes. Yeah
0: uh the artist. Uh it really is a wonderful book. It really is a love and I think you would enjoy it. So yeah, yeah. I would say So
1: no, I, I, I wasn't yeah. I I think I you know, just beat out some yeah. uh it was definitely you know, one of the lesser heralded books in that uh in that category and you know what it's great. It's awesome. Yeah. I I will say this year uh there was uh you know well, some really hip wins like best humor publication uh, was a, uh, a, a manga, Way of the House Husband by Ka- oh, yes. K. Uno, which is, uh, you know, not like best foreign humor, or, I mean, just, uh, out and out best humor, and that, that's a pretty, pretty cool win, I think. Um you know, uh, just, I, I look, the, the number of winners, uh, who are women, people of color, queer, yes. was just overwhelming. There it's was very, very, nice. very few, um, of the traditional old guard and the ones yeah. who were one were like Neil Gaiman and Colleen Doran, and you know right. it's really cool. So, mm-hmm. uh,
0: a couple of other winners. Um, I thought the anthology uh, "Drawing Power: Women's Stories of Sexual Violence, Harrison, Harris, uh, Harassment, and Survival," uh, edited by Diane Newman, best anthology. Linda Berry, making comics, to. best comics-related book, and uh, I thought Ke- uh, the the scholarly book uh, Keanu Witted uh one uh one for EC Comics race shock and social protest so um uh yeah, we should to talk really yeah
1: we should talk about,
0: about the hall of fame too
1: oh yes the hall of fame yeah
0: um i've got it in front of me if you want me to just read it off yeah, here yeah you do cuz
1: i don't actually have it on my list yeah here, so. uh
0: the i think what were the uh, um uh, Nell brinkley um you know what the, the 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 creator of the brinkley girls i guess from really about the turn of the century uh, was inducted E. Sims Campbell Who actually I know very little bit about uh, Who died in 1971 The first black cartoonist To be published in, in you know, magazines Like Esquire and the New Yorker In, in that period uh, And then also inducted And also in some ways very nice Because there were uh, video clips uh, of, of the inductees Talking about uh, the living inductees Of course um, uh, Expressing their gratitude Allison Bechtel uh the late Howard Cruz, uh uh Stan Sakai, uh comics editor and writer uh, Louise uh, Simonson, uh editors Don and Maggie Thompson, uh and of course uh living but undocumented <laughs> or unvideo documented, uh the great Bill Watterson, yeah. uh, the creator of Calvin mm-hmm. and Hobbes. Yeah. So um this brings us to I guess the Comic Con issue. I mean, the the Comic Con at home experience.
2: <laughs> Kate, okay, did you watch a, uh, much of Comic Con at home? I watched a little of it, um, listeners. I am in fact on vacation, so I have not completely caught up on those. Um, but you know, I mean, they're they're Zoom panels. Like, yes, we, they are. <laughs> we would all, I think, everyone, the people watching it, the people on the panels, everybody would. Have preferred the experience of being at San Diego Comic Con if they could be there, but we can't be there, so we take what we can get. And frankly, I would never have been at San Diego Comic Con in person because I don't live on the West Coast, and it's a significant investment of time and money. Yeah, Yeah. you know, for the people who could have been there, I think they would have preferred to be there if they could have been there because there was a pandemic so there was
1: there was some some you know mean-spirited or you know harsh words like it was a bust i mean all right hey guess what marvel didn't do a hall h panel well guess what black widow and eternals aren't coming out in 2020 either you know it's like uh, we have kind of a big slowdown in the entertainment world so the entertainment world did all to, or nothing. Yeah, you know, I mean there was a few panels. Keanu Reeves had a couple panels um which apparently he was charming and wonderful, so that's good. To know. Um but yeah, I mean a, a, some media pundits who go to Comic-Con were talking and kind of um you know, saying it was a bust. And look, it was it wasn't You know, a lot of my writers—I'll be honest—a lot of my writers were just, you know, a little let down, as you would be afterwards. Calvin and I were let down too. I mean, but what were they expecting?
2: I mean, it's a bunch of Zoom panels. I mean, and
0: also this was an emergency situation. (laughs) Yeah, it was a crisis situation. Exactly. Uh, Look, look, I have my own criticisms of Comic Con at home, Um, uh, but I'm not going to base my judgment on Comic Con at home uh based on the on I'm not going to compare it to going to Comic-Con.
1: You can't.
0: That's, That's not fair. Kind of crazy. No one expected a, a a series of video panels to recreate the experience. Uh and it did not. Uh yeah. however, uh I mean I read the what with the account in variety, uh there was a, an odd account in the New York Times as well. I don't necessarily uh, uh dispute their their criticisms. I thought some of the panels were a little boring. Uh, no, it's not like walking the floor of the convention center. No, it's not like walking around, uh, the gas, uh, like the gas lamp district. It had, it's nothing like that at all. On the other hand, um, I thought in some ways it was great. I, 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 one thing I think you should do is that maybe ComCon should record more of the live panels, uh, than they do. They don't record anything, do they? That I recall. I Every think once record- in a while
2: I've I- seen them recorded but I think they're recorded by secondary sources.
0: Yeah, oh yes, there's like there's a, there's a couple of guys that are yeah, a couple of our nerdy friends that yeah. do it like, you know, methodically. But really um I look, you know, look, there was a great panel on afrofuturism and um and black uh black comic creators uh with Kevin Grievous and Dennis uh, Cowens. And and uh there were even the humanoids panel which was also done, where Melody Cooper was on. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I think we know who Melody yes, Cooper is. Melody yes.
1: Cooper, yes, Melody Christy Cooper. Hello, Melody Cooper.
0: sister, who is, who is actually a veteran uh, TV and film and playwright uh, writer, uh, but she's writing Omni, which I think is one of the more interesting H1 comics mm-hmm. series. And, yeah. In, uh, um, their, our friend Henry Barajas had a Latinx panel, which I thought was quite delightful.
1: Well, look, there uh,
0: is I go on.
1: so much, you know, Deb Aoki did her annual manga, and then she, you know, Best and Worst of Manga, and then she did, like, the State of Manga and had all the players on there. Now, I will say, I know why they did this, but all the panels were recorded a month ago. I yeah. think that gave it a little bit of a lack of immediacy. Yeah.
2: yeah, I think they could have recorded them, like, a week before or something. A month ahead is pretty far out. Yeah. I think
0: it would have been nice if they did a maybe had did a couple of marquee live panels. I know there's always an issue with live panels, but you know Book Expo pulled it off. Yeah, they awesome. did those panels live and recorded them.
2: Well, even if you don't oh. do them live, live just record them the day before. Well, hello, okay. I, I think any
0: free recording I kind learned of feels
1: how to. Nice. I did my other my other other podcast for women in a hotel room. Uh We did it. Uh, live at stri- live streamed it to YouTube, uh, no problem. So you yeah. know, it's, it's if I can do it, anyone <laughs> can. Do
0: it. Yeah, I mean, I think any pre-recording ends up you end up with a, a somewhat of, of a lifeless thing. And now and some of the panels were really edited too. Uh, they were, you know, they were and, and and the Times article kind of pointed this out, and I don't dispute that. Even Deb's manga industry panel, I thought was a kind of flat for about the first half an hour. But what happens is. Uh, and this, and I think this, this tends to happen with manga panels. Everybody's talking about upcoming titles, and there's so right. damn many titles, I and know. there's so many yeah. characters. And then when, but then when they stop talking about what's coming, and they start talking about the market, dealing with the pandemic, how they're seeing forward, what the market is doing, how digital manga, they had a fascinating uh, conversation with, uh, key people throughout the manga market, a Dallas Middaugh. Ben Applegate from, uh, from Kadansha. Uh, uh, our old friend Ed Chavez at Dempa Book, his new indie manga publishing operation. And it was a delightful combination. And it, this goes on and on and on. And in particular, the, the panel that I read is it, I also think it's interesting. Many of the critics, uh, of, I mean, really, and, and look, they're doing their job. But you know what? If, when they talk about the panels, None of them are talking about comics panels. It's all yeah. media. Now that's fine. I thought that the the Black Afrofuturism panel, which was all about media properties and and can we get our projects financed now that all these white people are are you know standing up <laughs> and, and shouting Black ask, Lives Matter?
1: Ask Ben uh, Passmore. Oh uh, yeah. yes,
0: Well But but is it happening in Hollywood? We'll see. Uh, and that was their take on it. And it's a great discussion. Between some very experienced, um, black media creators in Hollywood, Erica Alexander, uh, uh, oh, who's the guy, uh, uh, that writes for Star uh, Star Trek, uh, 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 Jimmy something, uh, sorry, sorry, man, um, uh, um, incredible. And of course, a diversity panel that had John Jennings, David Walker, Steens, um, uh, Chelsea Grayson, a kind of a young, new, uh, writer for TV shows. Uh, believe me, these panels, they're up, they're available, they'll be there for a while. You know, they don't have, you know, out, you know, millions of views. They should. Some of them are quite yeah, interesting, but they have, but they have.
1: They have hundreds and th- hundreds and or thousands of views. Yes. And guess what? That's more people than would have been in the room. Been I mean, in the I've, room. i mean, got to be honest. I've done panels in front of 50 people at Comic-Con. Sure. Same so, here. So, you know, yeah, I've done panels in front of 10 people at Comic-Con. Yeah. You know, so. Not recently. Now, in the recent years, you always get some, you know, like more than a dozen people, but – yeah, so I, I, you know, look, I think we should be honest about it, but don't call it a big old flop-a-rooney. And also, I know. by the way, hello.
2: Manage hello. expectations.
1: Manage expectations. Also, guess what? Comic-Con, CCI, has had no income for seven yeah. months, like the rest of us. So, yeah. it's not like they were like, oh, we got a two million dollar budget to do this. You know, they did so many nice little things like giving you sp- Things to print out in a virtual exhibit hall, and you know they did the masquerade on Tumblr, and yeah, you, uh, you know they did, they did the best. I, I will say they look, the best they uh, they should be open to comment, to lo- logical criticism, whatever. I'm not here to just whitewash them, but also be honest about what the situation was.
0: Be That's, honest and be fair, yeah, yeah because be fair, they, be really fair. this was never intended to replace Comic Con. They hope they never have to do this again. So do we. So <laughs> and so now I do too. With. Going to Comic Con is incomparable. Uh anything else, i it's just a, a desperate effort to not have the whole uh you know, experience, you know, disappear because of this pandemic. So just, you know, a bunch of comics people, you know, a little bit agitated here. That's all.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, speaking for of... comics
0: fans, it was great. I'm sorry, go on. Excuse oh,
1: no, no, no. I was just going to yeah. change the subject. I had a little yeah, segue. It, well, we, you know yeah. I like to segue. You know, speaking of dishonest and unfair. Mm. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> let's do it. That oh, looks like Comic Skate is really back with a vengeance. Yeah. Oh
0: yeah. Uh, it's, sad, not again. Sad
1: to it's a zombie. Say.
0: Sad to say. um, Yeah, I lost my sheet, but go on.
1: <laughs> no, yeah, very convenient, Calvin. Very convenient.
0: Uh, well, I mean, look, I mean, mm. I can't really recount all the stuff. I mean, I sort of know what happened. I kind of saw it, uh, uh it developing, um with comments on, um, on Twitter. Uh, oh, yeah. uh oh. and then I, I pieced it together over a few days of what was happening because I immediately saw Tom King's comments in my Twitter feed, uh, about Jay Lee uh do you want me to like try to outline sure, it all why I did barely you, why you do it? uh as yeah. i understand it and please jump in when i mischaracterize something um dynamite uh and nick barucci seem to be working on uh, uh working with a notorious comics gators and if you don't know comics gate is uh they're like the, the gamer gators of the comics industry they're all about uh, anti-diversity, uh, uh anti diversity uh anti uh, homophobic uh, responses and a complete delusional notion about what comics is going on and, right. but
2: right. also basically, online harassment. And, Let's make sure And harassment. Yeah. yeah. And and basically, harassment,
0: excuse me. Outright harassment online absolutely.
2: Basically, anytime anything they didn't like happened in comics and they could come up with some cockamamie excuse for why it was all the fault of women Minorities or people who thought that women and minorities should enjoy comics, then clearly that was why that happened. Yeah. Don't like a storyline? Don't blame the writers. Don't blame the editors. Blame diversity.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then uh,
2: turn And correlate
0: and- this into uh, the ability – to kind of raise money on co- uh, crowdfunding around her crappy little comics. Yes. Uh, so, but apparently Dynamite uh, was planning t- uh, to do uh, uh, an issue uh, with two of its biggest characters, Redstone. Um,
2: uh, well, it's uh, Red a, it's a, a special cover actually. It wasn't it's even a, a regular issue. It was okay. just a cover for uh, okay. Vengeance of Vampirella number one. Okay. Where good. it was going to be a special Comicsgate variant color cover with Cecil, the yeah. uh Skate hero character, uh invented by a writer.
1: Yeah. Also I, named
2: I... Cecil, and basically it was going to have uh, Vampirella and Red Sonia um, hugging him with a boob squish, and. Yeah. That was yeah, that I, was their plan, and they were trying I, to just fund it on Indiegogo. Yeah, I uh I just
1: just to be clarified, I just think it's important to get you know be very accurate about all this. Yes, but uh, yes, yes, you please. know, it wasn't it. What just to be clear, it wasn't billed as a comic's gate cover. Just you know, like it, the word Comic Skate never came out of Dynamite's mouth. You know, yeah. obviously okay, they didn't because use the words. Yeah, they didn't you'd not use the words "comics." They did skate. not use the words. No, because you, you know that would be even faster suicide. As word got out about this cover, a lot of prominent. Uh, Dynamite creators, including Carla Pacheco, Mark Russell, um and Gail Simone, said that they would not be working with the publisher anymore, and, you know, they were all very clear that they liked working with Dynamite. You know, it isn't, just, it, I think it's important because, y- you know, the, the, Nick Barucci, the publisher of Dynamite, is a very well-known figure in the comics. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, he's been a friend of mine for more than 20 yeah. years, and he's been a good friend of mine for more than 20 years, and... Um, he's been a good friend to many people from a long time. And so. And I know
0: Nick, and I, I mean, yeah. I don't see him all the time, but I know him uh, and like him, yeah.
1: I yeah. And I mean, it's not like this guy is an overt racist who's going around, you know, secretly marching around in his KKK gown. In fact, he's quite liberal. However, he shows up on these Comics Gate, you know, he was donating money to them. And then this Comics Gate, you know, a major figure cover comes out, and I, 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 just you know it was unacceptable it is unacceptable and it's shocking and it's troubling and so a lot of people um you know a lot of creators started dropping out And some retailers even said they weren't going to stop carrying dynamite covers uh and then uh an unfortunate sort of sidebar sort of kind of mainstream thing happened with the tom king thing who wants to talk about that
0: I mean, I don't, I, I only barely understand it. I mean, um, uh, I think Tom King criticized Jay Lee, who's, uh, you know, really well known artist for, So,
1: so. Yeah, go, go ahead, on. Heidi.
0: Yeah, do, oh, well, do.
1: basically, so, you know, we were going to talk about it last week, but we didn't. But that, uh you know, they announced that they're going to do a new Watchmen Rorschach book right. by Tom King. And who's right. the artist? I forget who the artist is. I mean, it sounds, you know, A-list if you like Eleanor yeah. shit. Well, Jay
0: Lee's um, doing the covers. That's what I need, mean, so right? No, he's
1: not doing the covers. He did ah. a variant cover for uh-huh. this uh, Rorschach book. And then he also had done a variant cover for Cyber Frog, which is the book published on Indiegogo by E. Ethan Skyver, who is the ringleader of Comicsgate. And so Tom King was angry that someone who seemed to be Comicsgate, uh, he did not want, he went on Twitter and said, I don't want, you know, these covers. I denounced the cover. I, I'm paraphrasing, by the way. The tweets yeah. are taken down now. Yeah. So, you know, I'm not quoting well, word for word. But anyway, he said he was upset that Jay Lee was doing this. So then it emerged a couple days later. He says, oh, I talked to Jay Lee and we're all good uh, he is not on Twitter, which is true. He has no social media presence, really, except for Instagram. And he was not aware of the Comics gate Connection, and he's not going to work for them anymore. Okay. So then the next day, Jay Lee went on Instagram, his one social media, and said, uh, we are not good. And then he did this whole story about how, this happened when his dog died and he was sad because his dog died and, you know, he, because people piled on Jay Lee. As soon as Tom came, he was like, we're going to work with him again. And, yeah. You know, it definitely threatened his career. Now, you know, look, I'll tell you, there are... I just tr I try to come to things with an open mind, okay? There's some things that I'm yeah. closed minded about, like Comicsgate is a definitely a group yeah. that's that's formed around harassment of marginalized groups, okay? But uh you know, in, individual incidents I try to come at with an open mind and I is it possible that Jay Lee did not know about Comicsgate? I can tell you that it is. I'm telling yeah, you a lot of yeah. creators in comics are not on Twitter twenty three seven the way yes. every- one who writes about this stuff is, and yeah. they might not be aware of it now. I and, and I know
2: eventually, if you are a a man, yes, and straight, you will not have come under fire, right, exactly. from Comicsgate, maybe, and maybe you don't have friends who have come under fire from it, and so you might not have heard of it, and yeah. you
0: might not choose to read, you know, a three thousand word article on, you know, yeah. Vulture about, you know, Comicsgate. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah. I, I, you look, could, and I, 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 I think there is a difference. I think a lot of people. Ethan Van is a very well-known creator in comics. And, uh, or artist, pardon me, artist, I mean, he drew Green Lantern for a long time. You know, if, if you might not follow this, you hear his name, you might not know that the guy has been a hate modular for the last five years. So, which is, I know it sounds unlikely, but it can happen. So anyway, yeah. but but Jay Lee kind of fired back, but he didn't denounce Comicsgate, okay? Mm. But then Tom King, just last night posted, or Wednesday night, I don't know, what is today? Thursday? Yes, yeah, so Wednesday. Uh as I have done privately, I'd like to publicly apologize to Jay Lee for my actions a few days ago. I should have talked with Jay before I said a tweet about him that put his career at risk. I made a critical mistake, and I am profoundly sorry. I will do what I can to repair this with Jay, and I will do better in the future. I'm not going to offer explanations because they sound like excuses, and I'm not asking for forgiveness or understanding. I'm just saying I see what I did, and I'm going to try to make up for it. Thank you. I have kept up the tweets up to this point in order to show that I was not hiding my actions. I will now take them down. I think. Pretty that that the apologies yeah. seem to be accepted by a lot of people,
0: yes, yes, I mean I, yeah,
1: but then <laughs> what about dynamite,
0: yeah, I don't know, I mean uh I, I mean, at this point, I don't know what about dynamite, I mean, so many well, people were sort of uh appalled at it, uh, I don't know what well, they did release
1: they released a statement yesterday mm-hmm. but they did not release it on their own. Uh, social media they just released it to websites such as the beat and let me see if i uh, can find their statement um uh, well i can't find it on my site because my seo is messed up it says dynamite renounces comics gate associations we think is the headline from newsorama uh i'll just i have it right here i,
2: I, I got it too kate you want to but oh. you go ahead you want to read it go ahead okay um this is an excerpt from the statement. Um, Dynamite Entertainment is a partner in the fight for equality and inclusion. Our company was founded on these core values more than 15 years ago. and They are essential to the creative process, the work of visionary artists and entrepreneurs that we are passionate about. Intolerance has no place in our company or our industry. The impulse behind this brief association was that of helping a friend of many decades and his family, and not how that assistance could potentially affect our valued colleagues, partners, and friends. That association is behind us, and this time has strengthened our resolve to continue working with the most diverse talent and creating the best comics possible. Yeah, that didn't yeah. wash. That didn't go over. That didn't. It, that didn't it, go. It does ki- sound kind of like it was written by your PR guy.
1: So the other thing, I, I
2: we've left out a couple of crucial steps here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so one just thing go, we left out go is on that uh, the current writer of Red Sonya has been a target of Comicsgate and was not real thrilled to see her character taken from under her nose and put into a boob smoosh with Cecil. She kind of "What's that?"
0: Gail Simone.
2: I was distracted by a mosquito. So, so, anyway, Jane, you were telling us about Gail Simone and all that.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, one might well say that it was especially egregious and especially tone deaf to, um, you know, have a character she's currently writing in the Cecil cover. Because I don't necessarily think it was malice of forethought, but I do think it came from a place of seeing female characters as interchangeable boobies um, where it didn't even, like, occur to them. Oh, wait, yeah, she's writing this book, and she hates Comic Skate because they came after her. Like, I think they didn't either. They're just like, who are our most boobtastic female characters? Let's put both of them on the cover. Yeah, well, the tone-deaf. It's, that's, tone deaf. it's it real t- tone-deaf. Well, those t- are two
0: of Diamond's biggest yeah, Dynamite's biggest character. Yeah, they are. I characters. mean, you
1: know, and I mean, Dynamite <laughs> has a long history of bad girl comics, and yeah. you know, like Bust Delicious covers and all that. Yeah. But I will say this: uh, actually, there's a whole. This is another stream that is super important in all this. So, so Dynamite did cancel the Cecil cover mm-hmm. and saying, you know, we were unaware of the reaction this would get, so we're not going to do it. And then they kind of went through and and scrubbed their Indiegogo now because if I, I'm pretty, I'm convinced. That they only did this, or not only, but I will say the main impetus for doing this was money. Because if you align yourself with Ethan Van Skyver on Indiegogo, there are all these yeah. people, yeah. a lot of money, who love to own the libs and, you know, defeat yep. the SJWs by spending yes. like up to $200 for this 48 page comic that Ethan Van Skyver is making <sighs> that hasn't even published yet. And then if you get caught in, you get a lot of money. And you yes. have a lot of big name pros are getting in. Um, i'm sure some of them believe uh the rhetoric i'm sure some of them are it's a cynical money ploy for them okay but a lot more are getting involved in frega yes. um
2: uh Does Shay- their
0: projects get funded
2: um, yeah their projects get funded so vox so- day vox day he of the uh rabid puppies and the sad puppies a, a truly execrable writer and I, I don't normally say this about writers but he's He's so bad, uh, managed to get a truly execrable comic funded, uh, because it hit the right on yes. the libs buttons.
1: Right, but it's already, uh, the, yeah, Skyver has actually cut ties with Va. They cut ties with each other because they're two such huge egos that I don't think that they no, could. I'm not. I'm not yeah. saying that, they, they, yeah, 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 that yeah. they are working together. Yeah, I'm not just anymore. It's but an there was example
2: three, right. of people who like, Ethan VanSkyver, say what you will, is a capable guy. So it's not quite as shocking that he's able to raise money. But right. this is not about artistic merit. Right,
1: but it is, is shocking it is. that he's able to to raise $800,000 for a 48-page comic about Cyberfrog. It is. Paper and it so is. Here's,
2: but here's, so here's what but happened. Well, that, well, like, yeah. even terrible writers can do it because they're just so polarized. Yeah.
1: But let me, so just to fit, Okay, go fit, on. Wrap up the narrative because I think it's really important to hear this part of the narrative. Yes. Um so after Dynamite cancelled the cover, the comic skaters um, you know, rebuked Dynamite. They rejected Dynamite. They're like, Oh, they're soy boys, they gave in to the SJWs. And then Van Skyver went on a seven hour. Now this guy does these live streams that go on for seven hours. Why? <laughs>
0: He's you know, like Castro.
1: Uh, he is. He is like Castro. Thank you, Calvin. So, uh, And it's not online because you can, as I'm learning, as I'm live streaming, you can cut out different parts of things, and he cut out this part, but he was crying and talking about what a good friend Nick Berucci was and how they'd been working together for more than a year and yeah. that Nick had helped him publish his comics. And so essentially he was throwing Nick under the bus to mm. say that their association had been very long. And then some other evidence came out. So this wasn't just dynamite doing a cover or here uh-huh. and there and making some extra money. It was that they had really been working. So this uh, is
0: damaging. This, this is very, very damaging. damaging. It's
1: super damaging. So that's why that statement, if it had been just about a cover or two, might have covered it. But yeah. uh, considering that Van Sciver is, you know, revealing this, this deep state you know, this back channel uh-huh. this back channel. Well, that connection.
0: really calls in the question of uh, why would I buy a diamond a din dy- mm-hmm. excuse me, a dynamite comic ever again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean this mm-hmm. is uh skyver's bad behavior has been going on for quite a while. Yeah. So so, so just uh, so this has just been happening over the last few days. Um, uh-huh. that dynamite statement came out yesterday, just yesterday, but today there was a renewed attack by Comicsgate. Like on Twitter, they've been mm. threatening – you know, I've been
2: – I don't know if we mentioned Just this. Just what the world needs right now.
1: Yeah. I don't know if I mentioned this in the past episode, but, you know, there's there's some uh, – they've been targeting a, a female group that I'm a member of. And, you know, they, they have a dossier about me, apparently. I'm like sure.
2: Comic yeah. I wonder if they have one on me yet. Uh, no. I'm basically non-existent yeah. on social media. Yeah, so you're not on Twitter. Totally that's so, why. So probably yeah. not, Kate. But um
1: but they have uh you know, so I mean it was just they were going around just saying things like, you know, Tess test fowler, like, well I, yeah, wish, I saw not, that not video. She doesn't have I'm sorry she has cancer, but you know, she probably got it from, from you know, being a SJW. Just all this bullshit. And yeah. you know, and then I'm like, Well we're not a hate group. Uh, uh yeah. So renew anyway. renewed activity.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think that's enough of that. Yeah, but but really, this is uh, this is pretty this is pretty damaging for for dynamite going forward. I have to say that um, I, I don't quite understand what Nick is doing, working closely with this guy, these guys. Anyway, uh, so should we move on to another unfortunate <laughs> situation?
1: Yeah. Well, we're
0: ending on a. We're really ending on a, a couple of down. Well, we're gonna
1: go on a. we we've to find an upper after this. So, but we've uh, got yeah. some other things we've got uh, some happy things. Well,
0: uh, you know, basically, IDW now is lurching through uh, another <laughs> series of changes, uh, both uh, uh, announced and une- unexpected. Um, mm. uh, they, they they announced yet again another change to their executive leadership. Um, uh, uh, last week, um, Chris Real, who they just brought back, um, to kind of put the house in order, uh, uh, has left, uh, and a whole new slate of executives were named, um, uh, uh, Jerry Bennington was named IDW president, uh, succeeding, uh, Chris Real, uh, Ryals, Ryals, sorry, excuse me, uh, uh Judd Myers, um, uh, who just joined, uh, IDW about a year, a year ago, maybe less than a year ago, as a director of sales, was named publisher, uh, and, uh, uh, uh Rebecca, uh, Kalin, uh, was named general, uh, IDW general manager and, um, and, and executive VP of operations. Less than a week later, uh, Judd Myers, uh, was placed on the administrative leave. Hmm. Uh, and that's where it's been left. Uh and uh there have been no uh, statements issued from IDW about why uh Myers was suspended. Mm-hmm. Um uh there is some reporting going on around um a lawsuit that was filed between him and his former partner uh uh retailer um uh uh, uh CardiAngelo at Earth 2 in LA and uh some of the legal documents are around. And you can read them yourself.
1: So, uh, but it was uh, just worth pointing out that I think Jerry Bennington was named publisher. Like Judd Myers had been named publisher, yes. and as he was placed yes, on administrative leave, yes. they said, "Oh, you know what? Well, yes. I guess Jerry Bennington is going to be our publisher." Yes. So yes. Uh, I, it does seem that Meyer, uh Myers is not going to ascend to the title of publisher yes. uh, after this. And so, yeah, the lawsuit was something that a lot of people seem to know, and then so was. Some issues about um, – so after Myers was partners with D'Angelo at Earth 2, Myers opened his own shop, Blastoff Comics. It's it, The word is that that shop owed Diamond a lot of money and it hasn't been paid off and they're not too friendly to Myers because of that. And mm-hmm. so when he was showing up, uh, you know, potentially – well, he was showing up at industry meetings as the director of marketing – there was a bit of a chill in the room.
0: Yeah. Oh <laughs> yes, uh, yes. Uh, so yeah. <laughs> so, wow. If your pub, if your publisher can't talk to, uh, you know, the the dominant, you know, <laughs> the distributor in the room, that's a problem. Yeah. So, so. anyway, uh, so more to come on all of this, uh, no doubt.
1: I guess, yeah, let's try to where's that what's what's this Batman death of the family thing going on?
2: so uh basically, they had a genius idea that one of the most controversial things they've ever done, <laughs> which is kill off Robin based on a phone poll, which of course trolls loved and called in as many times as they could, um should be made into a video game. Where you can choose whether or not Robin should die.
1: Kill the Robin. Robin kill the kill Robin.
2: Robin. No,
1: kill don't kill the Robin. Robin. <laughs> oh dear.
0: Know. What has, what has it all I mean, come to? I yeah. mean,
2: the thing is that the recently late Denny O'Neill had expressed that he regretted killing off Robin and that he hadn't really understood like why people like Robin and and after he killed off Robin he, he realized the mistake he had made. But but never let that stop people from trying to have it both ways. Schrodinger's Robin Yeah. Is he dead? Is he not? You <laughs> Yeah he's, he's both until you click the button. Schrodinger's Robin. So on an up note, albeit a kind of weird one, NBC Universal has decided that they, too, must have a comic book company because apparently all the media conglomerates must do this now. And um, they've enlisted uh, Grant Morrison to write their first title. And so <laughs> okay. it's their subsidiary, Universal Content Productions. Now, isn't that a little too on the nose, Universal <laughs> Content Productions? But that's just me. Um So it's going to be a series entitled Proctor Valley Road, written by Grant Morrison and screenwriter Alex Child, um, with no artist named yet. And um, UCP graphic is going to be for quote unquote, up-and-coming talent, although, I mean, that wouldn't be Grant Morrison, but I guess yes. we need to start it off with a bang. There um, go. I'm not really sure why NBC has decided that they need to get in on the comic book business. Well, um, you, you
1: left out an important uh, – uh, Kate, you left out an important part of this they, pack. They, they are getting – boom to do their publishing for well them. I think it might be the other way around I'm sure boom went to universal and said hey do you want a comic book line we got Grant Morrison because you know Morrison did Klaus for boom and then uh, yeah. universal said sure let's develop some old IP that sounds like a fine idea yeah
2: but, well the whole thing's just I don't know it, it seems I don't really get it yet I don't I don't see its vision maybe I'm missing something maybe this content farm will turn out to be something brilliant. Have any of these content farms turned out to be something brilliant yet, Heidi? Oh, well, not,
1: I don't know, once in a while, once every five years. I mean, yeah. something
0: happens every now and then, but, I mean, it's just a bad idea. It just happens over and over again. But People you know wh- throw a yeah, lot of money at these things. But
1: you know
2: what, you guys?
0: I, I don't really get it.
2: It pays people's bills. I, Let NBC don't, Universal pay somebody's bills. I, am, yeah, I, I don't blame anyone for letting NBC Universal pay their bills, but I, I do wonder why they don't just make a deal with a pre-existing comic company, uh, who already has comic books. Instead well they did, of, they did it with Boom! No, what I'm saying is that like, they, they, these are not pre-existing Boom comic books. These are going to be coming out under their own vanity. I mean, content that, farm. Boom, I mean, but is, label. But that's why, so, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's why they do it. Boom is
0: publishing them. work.
1: that's why they do it. All it all so that they could so that universe, NBC content production farm can own own the rights to it. Yeah. You know they don't have the rights to Boom stuff, so they start a new thing, do new content farm, new
2: rights, new streaming. Right. and I mean, they're, and boom they're not existing rights. But yeah, they're not whatever. They're not. But hey, at least you know people are getting a paycheck. So yeah, Yeah. you know
1: I'll tell you I'll tell you what inspires all these content farms. In every generation there's one. It's first it was Thirty Days of Night. It's like oh you could take this comic or Men in Black. Men in Black is a perfect Mm. example. Secure comic option blockbuster franchise movie. Then was Thirty Days of Night. You know comic book option the you know Mm. budget horror film makes turns out. You know now it's things like The Kingsman. Uh, you know, Mark Miller. Yeah. Like, here's this comic. Yep. Nobody wasn't really a big hit, but now there's like three or four Kingsman movies, and yep. you know, it's a big franchise. Like, oh, well, yeah, I'm gonna hit it big. So, yeah, I, I mean, I understand. It's a brass ring, and and let's keep going
0: yeah it's right. a big sweepstakes thing if you can get one you know you can really milk the, the sucker for yeah. multiple you know you can turn it into a franchise oh yeah so I it's guess that's the, why they do it uh, I, it has I nothing to that. do with comics
2: <laughs> i I just think that there are a lot of like really good comics out there that would probably make make better movies and TV shows but you know whatever but they don't
0: they don't care about comics
2: yeah yeah they sure, don't care I mean, about I, and they
0: really don't care about good comics.
2: Well, no, but what I mean, but I mean, Calvin, is they're that, harder
0: to make into movies and TV shows.
2: No, I think they'd make better t- movies and TV shows. That's what I'm saying. Like financially, I think they'd probably be a better bet. But well, but whatever. Uh, I think yeah. Yeah, all all roads lead to Netflix. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: That seems to be the case. It seems to be all the case. Right.
2: But, but hey, you know, this one at least is ending on people getting paid and nobody getting fired, which I'm yeah. in favor of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay.
1: So well, uh I guess that's uh, you know we we have we're ending a lot of our items today on a big gold question mark but uh we'll be back here in a couple of weeks. I'm sure there will be further developments in all of these stories yes. that um are developing and um <laughs> you know until then if you have a comment make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you give us a rating, go on iTunes, a comment or uh you know give us some feedback on the podcast itself or you know share it with your friends. Uh we love to be shared and we love to have friends
0: anyway on that note
2: (laughs) on that note there will be more to come